Hey guys, welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. I'm John here with my girl Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. What's up? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Uh, just trying to get by. Here is yeah. we're moving into fall and it's getting a little chilly in Cleveland. So it'll be snowing here in like a day. Five ago. minutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> New England too. New England's the same way. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk about a few things before we jump into the podcast. So uh, my favorite new topic is Patreon, ooh, which is super fun. Uh, I'm having more fun with that group than I've had in a long time. <laughs> like I know it's it's cool. It's cool because you can like actually get to know people, and it's not just like random barrage of DMs coming into your Instagram. Well, it's fun. It's fun for me because they give me lots of good ideas and message, and and they roast me a little bit, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> but. Uh, but I like that. So anyone wants to be a part of the Patreon group, go to uh, the link in our bio. We both have it. You have it, right? Yeah, we both I have do. it. Yep. Okay, good. Go to the link in our bio. And there's uh, two or three tiers that you can sign up for. We got merch, stickers, patches, shirts, uh, lots of new stuff coming out, uh, and a lot of exclusive content, um, early releases on podcasts, for instance, and special videos and clips and fun stuff. So yeah. join, join the Patreon. Um my other favorite thing coming up, I'm doing some mobility this weekend. I can't even believe that sentence just came out of your mouth. <laughs> It'll be the, <laughs> the first time ever. I, I actually did a meme today about, I don't know, don't, haven't even posted it yet, but um, it was uh, a guy pulling a lacrosse ball or a ball out of a dog's mouth. And it reminded me that one time I went to grab a lacrosse ball out of the gym dog's mouth and it bit me and I have not oh. done mobility since. Oh, that explains so much. It's a true story, man. It's uh-huh. it's painful. But yeah, me and Saxon, uh, Saxon Panchak, doing a live Instagram for Mobility Movement this uh, this weekend. So. I can't even believe it. I, of course, it took Mobility Movement to get you to get over your traumatizing dog experience. No, I'm, I'm still <laughs> and, traumatized. Oh, okay. Still. It's still there. But finally convinced you to get a little bendy again. Um, I'm really excited to watch. I did a live Instagram Mobility Movement session with Allison Scuds a couple weeks ago, and it was so fun. We did like a Q&A after and uh, just do like, we did like a 10 minute session, which is by the way, my favorite part of mobility movement. Cause I never remember until night. I never remember until it's like, I've already eaten dinner and probably had a cocktail and like watched an episode of something and I'm ready for bed. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so tight. And I should really do like a stretch before bed. So the fact that they have these awesome little like 10 minute things and I can target, uh, the spot part of my body that is sore from like the workout I did that day or the previous day. Cause you know, the doms, um, the fact that they have those just like little, little sessions are really helpful for me right before bed. Well, the, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be sore from the mobility session on Saturday. <laughs> very, very possible. And everyone's <laughs> eyes are going to be sore from watching me. So feel free to join in. Uh, I would highly encourage though, if you guys need some mobility in your life, mobility movement is actually, is really, really great. Like yeah. you know, these 10 minute sessions that Nikki's talking about, just they really not only are great for, to help you get through wads, but I think they are, they help me when I do them because I do actually do them get through kind of the anxiety and stress of my everyday life. Um, and and so that part I think is really cool. Um, and we'll give you a discount MPGA two five. So MPGA 25, you get 25% off. Um, so yeah, go to their website, mobility movement, which is spelled M V M N T. Is that right? Yeah, You got it. it You got it. Yes. (laughs) I got it right. And, uh, yeah, sign up. And we actually have one more sponsor that we need to talk about before we start uh, the show, and that is 
proper fuel, which is a supplement company that's run by the guys who also do like misfit training and sharpen the ax clothing. And now they're getting into the supplement game, which is pretty cool. Um, and they sent us some of their flagship product, which is called proper recovery. It's a protein powder to give it a try. And I really liked it. It was, I mean, I know that's good for you, but it was really chocolatey. <laughs> which is what I liked the most. I know. I started mixing it with milk. I mean, it's great. It was great with water when I was doing that. Uh, so for those of you who like water or lactose intolerant or whatever, right, uh, right. my daughter's making fun of me because I had some cereal in the house and she just started eating out of the box. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I got some milk. Use some milk, baby. She's like, since when did you start buying milk? I'm like, since proper fuel sent me oh, protein powder. Okay, okay. Make, it, make it super chocolatey. And uh, it is. And it's a great mix though. Like the, it's, you know, I, for me, I'm one of those people like if it's, if, like a lot of times protein powders make my, my stomach anxious. Yeah. That makes mm -hmm. sense. You know, yeah. you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, th this doesn't do that though. It's like a really, really good mix of protein to carbs and enzymes and everything's supposed to be in there. And, and it's kind of low key delicious. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good mix. I think if you're, if you're looking to build muscle and really improve your performance, the like ratio of protein to carbs is really important. And they focus a lot on that. Plus they've got like electrolytes in there and just making sure it's, it's basically the protein powder is doing its job and not just like elevating one level versus the other, which is pretty good. Yep. It's all good stuff. So, and you can get a discount on that too. Mm -hmm. uh, if you use the uh, very uh, unique code MPTA. <laughs> That's it. Just MPGA. You'll save five bucks on your purchase. That's right. Five bucks, right? Yeah. Five yeah bucks. I think that's right. On your first yep. purchase. And it's properfuel.co, not .com. It is really hard to find .coms these days. We know that. So we're at makepodsgreatagain.us. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So go get some proper fuel. Save five bucks. MPGA is your code at checkout. So with that, uh, off to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, back again with Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing dandy. How are you? Feels like it's been a week since we recorded anything. A whole week? I think it feels like it. I don't know if it, it has been. Like a, feels like a long time, doesn't it? You know, you know what it is? I've been going to uh, 5 a.m. CrossFit, oh. and, and so I'm going to bed now, like right now. Actually, like, I like you seven, are asleep currently. Actually, I'm, yeah, I'm. What I've been doing, I do like the early bird special, and then I go to bed at like seven thirty before the sun even goes down, like an old man, and then get up mm. super early. So it just feels like it's been forever. Like my whole week has felt like a month. Oh yeah, well, and, and morning CrossFit makes your body feel like you're twice as old as you really are. So I can understand how time goes by twice as fast. Morning CrossFit is the worst. Nobody talks. It's like dead quiet. It's just it's terrible. Just everything only smells like coffee and everyone only has to run and do a quick poop before the wad. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I'm fine. I'm surprised I haven't given myself a heart attack yet. I was thinking about it this morning because I got up early and I had a cup of coffee and then I had a fit aid and then had a pre-workout before I started. I'm like, I'm going to oh, die. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going <laughs> to die before die. this workout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poop my pants and die all at the same time. I should warn the coach, you know, that way he can make a on-the-spot decision whether he wants to revive me or not. You couldn't warn the coach because if you did, every other member in the class would have had to too. I know. Well, right now our guests are like, what have we gotten into? What are <laughs> this we is, doing? <laughs> how, did the, how, did this, how did we get to poop talk this quick? We're not even like Sorry. two minutes in. I know. I just said I wasn't going to be offensive too. Like I just said it. Yeah, it's not offensive. Everybody poops, Nikki. Everyone poops. 
Yes. All right. Let's let's talk about our guests. So we have uh, the prices and the Yost with us who are putting on the the new teen CrossFit Games. What I'm going to call them because it's I know it's not what we're allowed to call them, but that's what I'm calling them because the CrossFit Games is all screwed up this year. So we got a cool event going on. Yeah, this is, this is, I'm really glad to have all of you guys on. Um, I was introduced to these folks a um, few months back when we were trying to figure out what in the heck was happening with the, you know, professional CrossFit season and realized that there wasn't going to be room for everyone at this year's CrossFit game. So I think, uh, I think it was Stephanie, maybe did you reach out to me first on Instagram or something? I like saw that I got a zoom invite Maybe it was from UZ. I don't know. But it was like from like an account that was like the Price family. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll come to this call. And it was like a bunch of teen athletes and Brock and Stephanie and some parents were there too. And it was like all of you guys just talking about how like, hey, we have like, we have a coach who knows how to program this kind of stuff. And we have like a whole bunch of land and we can like rally teen athletes. Like, why aren't we doing this? on our own. So I guess I'll turn it over to you guys, whoever wants to kick it off. Just tell us a little bit about how you got this idea and what has become of, I agree with John, let's call it the teen games. First of all, we we are a CrossFit licensed event and that is big news, huge news. So uh, we are so, so proud to have that license on our, on our logo and to have that relationship with CrossFit HQ. And we have heard from Eric Rosa and uh, the rest of the folks at HQ. They're very supportive of what we're doing. And that, that means a lot to us, but we are not supposed to say we are the CrossFit games for the teens. So we are uh, uh, using the term elite teen throwdown, which is really what it is because the teenagers, they just want to throw down. You talk to these kids they are super excited about the programming and uh, to be able to, to compete. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a pretty, it's a pretty neat concept. We have a uh, 65 acres. We've got some pretty hard hitting um, coaching and we've got some great teenagers. Uh, my son was a games athlete in 2019. So he's got some experience, uh, granite games, uh, second place finish, I think Wadapalooza, so he's got some of that high level com- competition under his belt and uh, between him and Brock and then Autumn, uh, who does a lot of things behind the scenes with our teenagers and a lot of other people at our gym. And then me with just my, uh, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, push, push, push. We said, you know what, we can do this. And, uh, and we have, and we're super, super excited. So we've got uh, 40 Right now, we have 41 teenagers confirmed, and we're opening eight more spots. Um, so we will have no more than 50 teenagers uh, from age 14 all the way up to 17. There's four divisions um, coming to the pit, and they are stoked. So uh, we've got uh, our programming all set. Jacob Hepner and his group at GRIT uh, helped with that programming, and Brock and Azariah sat down and kind of tweaked what they wanted and uh it's some pretty, it's some pretty good stuff. So we've got all that. We've got about a hundred volunteers that includes high level coaches. Uh, we have a media uh, team uh, from Georgia and um, we have a professional sports caster. He's from Muncie, Indiana. He did the 2018 games for the teens and masters. Uh, so we've just got a lot of great people coming together. So we, I know you mentioned Nikki, we do have some obstacles of, of course, but I was more excited about what we have accomplished. And, um, you know, with 37, I look at my calendar over here, 37 days ish left. Uh, I think, I think we're going to do it. 
but who's counting really? Right. <laughs> so I like Stephanie's got like the mom attitude. She's like, we can do this. We got the space and got the kids and we have the experience. And then, and, and Brock and Autumn, can you guys talk a little bit about, about what you're bringing to this as well? Cause I feel like every time I talk to you, Brock, you've got it. Like you got a plan. You're like, I, I know what these kids are capable of. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that. And then there's also the whole gym owner side <laughs> that, you know, the pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of where um, Autumn and I have have been uh, torn in the beginning of this whole thing, and we've sold it, sort of been able to mold this into a um, a, a, a very 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 good chance that it's going to happen um, type of event because of the space that we have and you know the context that we have in the medical field, including Steph, and um, and then. You know, just putting protocols in place. Autumn's done an awesome job of, you know, we've been, we're in Michigan. We've technically been mandated shutdown. Um, our gym has never opened. You know, other, other states have opened a little bit. We've never been able to open. So from March 16th, we've been doors shut. Um, so, so, you know, um, this is our big win for 2022, you know, as well, uh, 2020 as well. Um, you know, we, we wanted to do something significant and I think this takes the cake once Steph brought this to the table and we decided that we were going to do it and, uh, going along the whole pandemic thing. I mean, Autumn's done a lot to, uh, set our classes up and also, um, give our, uh, give our members reassurance that this is going to be a safe thing for our community. You know, when you bring this many people into town, even though it's only 42 athletes, there's a lot of volunteers, a lot of judges, a lot of, you know, there's other things. So there's a lot of staging that has to be considered during this whole whole deal. Um, now that's all the boring stuff to talk about. Uh, so <clears throat> I'll I'll stop with all that crap because I mean we're going to be responsible. We'll get into that if you guys want to. We're going to have masks. We're going to have hand sanitizer stations. We're going to have whatever else you're supposed to have. Google it. We'll have it. Um, so the fun stuff to talk about is we're doing a qualifier. Okay. Like Steph said, we're opening up eight more spots. The qualifier is being launched. We're, we're, we launched it today. We launched it today, okay? Um, it's going to be in uh, – the workout's going to be released tomorrow, and it's going to be ridiculously interesting. Now, I'm going to tell you guys about one workout because I have to talk to you guys about it on this podcast so we can explain it together. I know you're both CrossFitters, kind of a sneak peek um, or whatever to you guys, but um, we're releasing five workouts over seven days. All right. And one of the workouts is kind of unique to like this type of, well, two of them are, but this one is unique to this type of a qualifier setting. It is a 21 minute EMOM. Okay. And there are three movements. And the way it's structured is, is kind of you score it like Tabata. So you're going to have one, you're going to basically have seven one minute intervals at three different movements. So it'll be a 21 minute workout. Does that make sense so far? So then um, what we're going to do is, is you're going to do as many reps as you can at burpee body shift overs for the first minute. The second minute will be thrusters. The third minute will be hang snatch. Okay. The way you score this is your lowest interval around per movement. So if you come out of the gate and do 20 burpee body shift overs on your first round, and then on your last round, you get four. 
your score for the burpee basketball was portion is four. And then you'll, so you have three scores at the end and you add those three up for your total score on the workout. Does that make sense? Explain that way. Ooh, I'm having a hard time. Oh yeah. yeah that I'm, is evil. So much strategy. <laughs> so much strategy with the workout like that. Yeah. Wow. That is rough. Anyone who's done Tabata knows too. It's like you get three rounds in and you're like, all right, whatever. And on the sixth round, all of a sudden you're like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I made I made that mistake a couple of days ago, Nikki. We were doing burpee box jump Tabata every third, but they were every thirty. It wasn't a true Tabata, but it was every thirty seconds. They're like do four to or three to six every thirty seconds for eight minutes. So it was sixteen rounds, right? Ugh. And I'm like, I could do four. Like four is a low number. Yeah, it was wasn't that low. Like Mm-mm. once I got done, I'm like, oh my god! Like I started doing the math, and I should have done the math beforehand. And I was like, yeah, it was a really bad choice. My ankles hurt for uh-huh. like a week and a half. It was great. The benefit of being 50. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So that is interesting. So you guys, you picked your teen athletes based on, was it like previous performance and other, okay, how did you pick your, uh, so tell me how you picked your, sorry, John, cut all this when you edit this. Tell me how you picked your teen athletes that are coming and then what kind of opportunities you're, you're hoping to open with these sort of like unique programming qualifiers. So I'll start. Uh, it was uh, an invitational, essentially. So at first, we invited all the 20 from the so the top 20 from the CrossFit Games age group online qualifiers. The top 20 were invited to either accept a position on in the field or pos- accept a position in the weight list. After a certain amount of time, when those spots weren't filled, we went down to the next 10. So we said, okay, we're going down to 30 now. If you want your spot, there's a spot. Um, we ended up with our 41 athletes that we've got coming now, uh, no lower than 50. And that was in the 16, 17 year old boys. Um, and so every one of our athletes so far is in the, has been in the top 50, most of them in the top 30 of the, uh, CrossFit games, age group online qualifier, these eight spots, they are going to qualify for, uh, you know, based on the scores in their in their qualifier, and uh, but they're going to be the elite level athletes uh, when when you hear workouts like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So essentially, it was an invitational. These are the CrossFit Games athletes who would have been at the CrossFit Games. I just am. I'm so heartbroken for all the athletes who you know, teens, masters, elite athletes, everyone who worked so hard to try and get to 2020. And obviously 2020 has been a crap year for everyone on in all walks of life. But I just, my heart breaks for, for these athletes that, you know, worked and got into the top 10 or 20 or 50 and wanted a shot. And here we are. And, and this is a real opportunity for them. You guys have created this, uh, they've trained for it. Now they get, they get a chance to showcase their, their skills. I think that's pretty cool. I am, Z, my question for you is, you've been there, man. You've been on the competition floor. You know what it's like to go out there and give it your all, especially when you've trained for it. So what what are you kind of hoping your experience brings to this to put on, you know, this kind of event for your peers? So our goal is to make this seamless, just like the CrossFit Games is, uh, and to give them a competition experience that is as similar to that as we possibly can. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, I know what it's like to train for something, you know, you look forward to it and then you go and then it's so much fun. And some of these 
some of these kids, especially the 17 year olds, this was their last year to get to do that. And some of them, this was their first year qualifying. Um, and it was also their last chance. And then that kind of got ripped out from underneath them. And that's no one's fault. Um, but that's just the way it happened. And they really got the short end of the stick. Um, and so we thought, you know, well, we have a huge opportunity. We have this beautiful fitness ranch, um, a huge gym, um, and, and some really great people that can host this. Um, and so, you know, we invited those athletes and, uh, we got as many as we could. And what we're going to do is put on a games like competition experience, um, to mimic it as close as we can and give them the opportunity to show off all the hard work that they put in over the last however many years. Some of them have been working since they were younger than 10, you know, some of them, this is their second or third year, but, um, a lot of hours have been put in a lot of sacrifices were made in order to get the chance that they lost. And then also I'd like to add in addition to that, um, that's well, that was well put Z in addition to that, you know, we're going to make, we don't only want to just give them that experience. We want to give them, are we there? We want to give them more than that. So we're going to even, um, one of our big, big investments in this whole thing is going to be a full length documentary. So they're not only going to get a experience like the games, they're going to get the main show. You know, they're going to be the main, they're the, they're the main event. And, um, this full length documentary is going to focus on so many, so many things that have happened in 2020. I mean, I, we could talk about 10 different significant issues that we're all fighting over and um, disagreeing with each other on. But um, the one thing that we can all come together on is, you know, that our CrossFit community and this community of health and fitness in general is just out here to be healthy. You know, we're just out here to have fun and we're just out here to try to do the right thing. And we're going to hopefully showcase what, kind of struggles these kids have dealt with and adversity they've overcome in 2020. And this is going to be a piece of history. You know, if you think about it, I mean, we're all obviously living in history right now, but this whole, this whole event, all of this stuff that's going down right now, this is going to be in the history of our sport. And it's pretty cool to be part of that. Uh, I think it's great. I actually, I ran into a couple athletes that are going to be competing at this. So I went home for vacation a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was training with a kid who's going to be there. And to your point, uh, his coach like pulled me aside. She's like, well, he's not in the best shape he's ever been right now. And, you know, of course I'm kind of incredulous cause he's got like a 12 pack and, you know, he's moving twice as fast as me, which isn't hard, but still. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, well, why, what's going on? And she's like, well, his mom wouldn't let him train during while the gym was closed, you know, because of COVID she was worried for him, you know? And, and it occurred to me in that moment, I bet there's a bunch of these kids that have been out, you know, that are kind of running into similar situations they're not like they're not an old guy like me can just put yourself in harm's way just because you want to you know like they actually are accountable to someone so you know it's a real hardship i think for a lot of them the life's been uprooted and but that i know they're super excited to get there i mean you know these kids were working their butts off to put on their best show you know and yeah i mean you know that that whole to to what you're saying john so so basically you know our mantra is lnd okay so lnd stands for leave no doubt and we have a little mantra behind that, that somewhere someone is out there training. They're training to beat you and they're training because they want to win. And your only option is respect that. Someday this pandemic is going to be over. And 
when they get competition floor, we're going to see who was training. We're going to see who was taking it easy. And we're going to see the real champions that have dug through and fought all the adversity and came out on top. And the whole ending of that mantra is, you know, if you've done all those things and you train harder and you train smarter on competition day, you can look them in the eye and say, I know I've trained harder than you and I'm ready to show it. You know, why, why do you think the teen athletes are so coachable? Like I've run into at this point, dozens of athletes and we've had Dolan Pepper's been on the show. I mean, we've had, you know, talked to tons of them and they're all just incredible. Besides the fact, everyone I've come in contact with is just like an amazing person. They're all super coachable. Like what makes them more coachable than like old stubborn guys like me? <laughs> I'm dying to know the answer to this yes. question. Well, in my opinion, it's they haven't created bad habits. So they haven't had time to create bad habits yet. You know, like me and like me for real. I mean, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I played a lot of football before this. We were in the gym with a coach, a football coach, not a weightlifting coach, you know, showing us how to do hang power cleans. And I don't even want to show you what they looked like when I started. I mean, Autumn and I were doing overhead squats out in our driveway. One of our first workouts on the CrossFit main page was overhead squats. And it was, it, it was a shit. I mean, it was, it was, it was terrible. But um, I, I remember the RX weight was, I think, 115. And I, I was pretty strong at that point, like back squat strong. And, um, yeah, no, not it, it was a real weird mobility thing going on. And I was making excuses. And Autumn was doing them perfect. And I was pissed about that. And uh, I couldn't get over it. But, anyways, my opinion, John, the answer to the question is the fact that they haven't had the opportunity to create those bad habits. Like, I was – doing hang power cleans wrong for how many years, 10 years. And then I learned how to do on right. And it's a lot of new learning, you know, it's hard to relearn something opposed to just learn around a gate. Yeah. I also think that there's something to be said about like the, just the discipline that has to come with getting that good. And as John said, and I totally agree, like I worked with the teens and masters, the age groups for years and years at games and the broadcast side, and they are just the most respectful, you know, wonderful people. And I think that that part of it is the discipline that has to go into, you know, putting your time in and kind of like eating the shit sandwich when you're not doing a good job and learning and starting from the bottom and whatever, like the, the kids that go through that when they're young, very similar to kids who play team sports and, you know, are enrolled in other, but I'm listening to me talking. I'm like the only one on this podcast that isn't a parent, but still like, I just think that, that, that there's a lot that, that has to do with that forming, not only good habits, Brock in the gym, but also good habits mentally and like respectfully and societally or whatever. Like they're just, there's some of the best kids. And that is, that's in comparison to what I see a lot of nowadays, which is like, that gross, like entitled nastiness. Well, Nikki, I, I will say they're super respect. Like they always call me sir, but they also send me videos of each other doing really stupid things. So they're respectful of adults, but not of each other. <laughs> they don't send me those videos. They know better. They love to make fun of each other. I get, I get a lot of the matter of fact, every time I get one, I have to verify like, I'm like, all right, first of all, how old are you? Second, second of all, I need permission to use it. I'm not just going to post one of your friends so you can roast them. Like you got to right, 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 right. actually get me permission because they try to do that a lot. They just want to make fun of their buddies. Yeah, so. But it's cool. It's cool all in to see like they're working hard and they're great kids. And I've said for a really long time, and I stand by this, I truly think that the best athletes in the sport of CrossFit are in our age group divisions, are in the teens and in the masters relative to life. 
Okay. Relative to all the other things you have to deal with on a daily basis. I think that, you know, elite athletes who this is their full-time job and they're in the gym day in, day out, like they are incredible specimens. But when you look at the people who are still incredible and still have like families and responsibilities and they're in school or they've had kids or they have full-time careers, like they're, we're looking at, we're looking at some of the best athletes in the entire world. It's so cool. If you guys can see past Azariah's head right now, maybe it's probably pretty big. I would love to hear from him sort of what distinguishes, Azariah, what distinguishes the, the CrossFit Games level teenage athlete from just your average teenage sports, sports athlete? What kind of qualities do you see? And you, you know, he's on all these chats with his buddies. And you're right, John, that some of the things I'm like, okay, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Um, but maybe, you know, these, these kids are, are phenomenal. What, what do you think sort of sets you guys apart from your, just your typical 16 year old? Well, you have to want it, you know, um, I, it's obviously it's the training and it's, it's the sacrifices and stuff, but that doesn't just like, people don't just decide, decide to randomly do it. Um, and a lot of it is just like, you know, you have ambition and you have a goal that you want and you have a vision of like who you want to be. And most of the ones that are really good at it, being a CrossFit Games athlete is a big part of that vision. And so that's something that, you know, they're going to train really hard for. Um, and just to say, like, there's not only elite teen athletes in CrossFit. Like, you can go to any sport and you can find those outliers that work really hard at what they do. And it's a competitive mindset. And it's just like the refusal to be average and having a lot of ambition. And I need some Nikki, of that. Just a, yeah, just to kind of not disagree with what you said about kids, but we have a powerlifting program with over a hundred kids. We coach lots of kids in CrossFit. And I think the thing that the kids want is a coach that believes in them. And that will yield you the results. If you have a coach that believes in a kid and helps them set goals, we found that kids really are thrive on that. So much positivity comes from just us believing in them and supporting them and giving them the confidence that they can do it. And I think, yeah, the structure. So I think that's what the, that's why kids thrive on CrossFit because it is structure, it's goals, it's someone believing in them and giving them the tools to succeed. And I think that's just really what kids want, CrossFitters and athletes, kids in general. I'd love to see more gyms reaching out to teens, if I'm being honest. Like I always feel like every gym I'm in, there's like one or two teens and then there's some people my age and then there's everybody in the middle, which is, you know, kind of that early 20s to late thirties. And don't get me wrong. I love beating those people in workouts, even when it's rare, but like, I, I would love to see more teens coming in because they, they do seem to really thrive in the environment when they've got someone that believes in them. And I, I believe that positive, that continual positive reinforcement sets you up for uh, greater experiences when you go off to college, like other things in life. And if CrossFit has taught me anything is disappointment, like how to handle disappointment because you have a lot of it. Like you, you can't, yeah. you can't beat birthday. CrossFit. Like it beats you down and you're constantly problem solving. And I think that's a great skill for teens that a lot, you know, bluntly, no offense, but a lot of teens struggle with that because it's not taught in school. You know, a lot of parents don't teach complex problem solving and CrossFit delivers that, you know, I'd, I'd love to see some sort of outreach program. Sounds like you guys are doing that though. You've got like, Powerlifting, like what else are you doing to bring teens in? Rocking up, or I can say uh, we have. So, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so uh, we do we do a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm the strength conditioning coach at 
several different local high schools. So I travel to these schools two to three times a, a week, depending on which school it is. And I mean, we're a small town. So, um, you know, this is small. We're, we're in small town USA. We're, we're a town. We're in our city. We have 7,000 people, but we have like a bunch of other small towns around with three, 4,000, you know, and um, football is big in this, this area. And so I, I have a lot of network with like football coaches and sort of like back through the stream and that level. And then, you know, the kids have parents and parents want to be fit and it kind of, it goes through that whole system. So we found it's, it's not only obviously a great thing for the community to reach out to the youth, but it's also good for the business too. So when you can do both of those things in the same um, light, then, uh, then I think it's, it's, it's good, uh, obviously. But I mean, I just think, I just think um, our number one thing is for sure powerlifting program. To answer your question, John, um, we have went over 100 kids this year. It started with three kids five years ago. Then it was 16. Then it was 35. Then it was 50 something. Then it was 80. And this year we had over 100. And we're good. I'm being. I'm not being cocky. If it's if it's telling the truth, right? Or it's not bragging. If you can back it up, right? Right. Uh, that's good. right. That's right. We're good. Um, so so basically, that's our main program. And then we do a lot inside the schools too to kind of bring them in. We give a lot of free memberships away. And powerlifting is a all-inclusive sport. There's no cost for kids, so any kid in our community comes and is a part of the team, part of the community that way. So that's where we one hour a day right after school. I mean, it's easy to give that for three, four months a year. One hour a day from three to four, they come. Our place is the hangout. Like it is the hangout. Like the the popular kids come, and the, all all of the kids come. We had a girl um, who uh, had Down syndrome. She was part of our team. She qualified for state through a, a program that we set up with the regional director. And then at state, she got a medal and she got a standing ovation. And I cried. I cried too. Yeah. And, um, and yes. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it sounds kind of like we're bragging if we're talking about a lot of that stuff, but that's basically what our program is built on. No, do you know what I love? Like the fact that, so we're, the fact that you guys are doing the elite team throwdown and, and putting effort into getting these kids out onto a stage and putting effort into, like you said, like a documentary after the fact, which is what we in the CrossFit community, like have come to expect, right? We're like, where's the footage and where's the the social posts and where's the commentators and whatever. It's what we know. It's like the fact that you guys are building this and trying to get it out there for everyone to see is what is going to inspire more stories like that. More stories of someone who doesn't think that they can do it for whatever reason, or someone who had never seen it before and like sees it for the first time on Instagram and then wants to get involved. Like it's about so much more than just throwing down with your buddies. And and I know you guys train for that and love that. And so we can't discount that. That's freaking cool. But like the whole thing that you guys are coming together to put together, it, it really is taking the place of the shininess that you get from the CrossFit Games. And I, I hope that more people hear about you guys, understand what you're doing, tune in, share, watch, because we're building a new like entire generation of kids who we, we should inspire them to think that they can do this. Yeah, and as far as the competition goes, a lot of that shininess, more than from me or Autumn for this competition specifically, goes to Steph. Um, she has put in a ton of work, a ton. I can't even tell you guys. Like, you can't even start. Like, for real. It's insane. 
and she de definitely deserves um, most of the credit for this event um, and, and making it shiny. <laughs> Steph, you bring your mom energy to this hard. You totally do. <laughs> no, I do. These kids are, oh my God, I love them. I could, I think I know them all by name and I've been uh, emailing with a lot of them and mostly with their parents too. And I just got, you know, one little thing comes in and it just makes my whole day. So I just had one mom sitting over there on the other side of the desk, uh, send a box of baby food. So she was like, I want to contribute. What can I send? And, you know, I have a big list of stuff, but I'm like, send a box of baby food. We'll put it in the athlete area. They will love it, you know, because, you know, they like to eat that before they go out to compete. So, I mean, there's just tons of little things like that that are crazy, uh, that are just so much fun. I was choosing uh, swim caps for them today. And um, the chesty is giving everybody a bathing suit and getting to like sort of pick out the colors and I don't know. So it's just such a good time. And all I can think about is how much fun they're going to have. And, uh, and then some of them are nervous, just like you said, John, they, and I, I'm not sure exactly who you're talking about, but I remember getting a message saying, I haven't been training. Will I make it? I'm like, you make it, you come, you will be fine. You know? So on, we have twin brothers competing in the 16, 17 year old division. We have Tudor Magda, who was number one. This would be his last year. Number one in the world. The kid is just phenomenally crazy uh, from Washington state. He's originally from Lithuania or Latvia. Forgive me if I got that wrong, but an Eastern country and he's coming here. Um, We've got uh, five different countries right now, and we're really working hard. We're on the phone with the Italian consulate in Detroit, trying to get Stefano Zucchiati here from Italy. Uh, Luca Deltile, he's from France. I've been trying with my Google Translator to uh, communicate with him a little bit. And he, um, I'm pretty sure if I understand right, he's coming 14 days early so that he can make sure he quarantines long enough to be able to compete. So, I mean, this is like the level of uh, commitment that these kids have, and they just blow me away. I watch them lift and all that stuff too, and I just, I don't even get it, how these little girls that weigh 95 pounds can snatch 180. You know, I just, whatever. <laughs> so it's great fun, by the way. And I just wanted to real quick note that um, when it comes to the safety aspect of it, that's been something that's really important. I just pulled a couple things. So I just ordered thermometers. Uh, I have a whole box full of the face hoods that the um, volunteer medical volunteer is going to wear. What we're doing is we're screening everybody every single day. So I've got these. These are uh, wristbands. You get a smiley face wristband if you don't have a fever <laughs> or any symptoms. Um, we have Athlete Village this year, which is one of my favorite pieces of this of this competition. It's 13 acres, seven cabins. About half the athletes are actually staying there. We're having laundry brought in every day and taken out every day. We're um, just doing lots of fun stuff to make sure it's safe, but also just a blast. I wanted to mention, um, I wrote this for Azariah to say, but that um, Amy Williams, who was the head of athlete control for the teenagers, God love her, the at ladies, the a saint at the CrossFit Games. I don't know how it's like hurting turtles, getting all these kids in the right place at the right time. Uh huh. Sure is. Yeah, impossible. Athletes are impossible to wrangle. Oh my goodness. And inevitably, one of them will forget their. As I forgot his running shoes the other day. You know, I mean, just yeah. So she's coming to the event to be our head of athlete control. Um, just we've got a lot of little pretty pieces like that that have really come together. So it just make it just gets me excited. So I'm happy with the opportunity.
That's really great. You know, another thing you could do from a safety standpoint, you guys are in Michigan, so you could put all the athletes in Wolverine jerseys because you can't catch anything in a Wolverine jersey. Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. You know what? Can I get an OHIO? Um, all right. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, I do love like one of my favorite aspects of what you guys are putting together is that it is like half, like the most professional, you know, it's on par with games. We've got these like professional folks in place. And then it's half like, like PTO mom, like you get a, you get a smiley face and you get a packet (laughs) of baby food. And it's just, it feels so homegrown and it feels so genuine. And I like, it's not a stone cold competition environment. It is a very, warm, welcoming family environment that is still professional, that is still the experience that these athletes deserve. And I just, I really love everything about that. You found a way to make it your own while still making it, um, you know, professional and, and important for them. Good. <laughs> Good. Because that is exactly what our community is. Yeah. All this is, is an extension of our community at Triple River CrossFit. And I'm being dead serious. Our culture is built on that feel, that feel of original CrossFit grittiness. We're on a ranch. <laughs> uh, that that feel of you know welcomeness. You know we we build it in our culture. You know there's no negativity. We can't talk politics in there. We you know it's the place for health, fitness, and love. You know, and we we come and we come to the place and we smile. You know, and we laugh. And we talk to our friends and we work out. And we feel good about it. Then we go home and we look to see if we beat John Willie on the whiteboard. And we're even happier if that happens. But no, you know, I mean, but really what this is, and Steph's done a great job of kind of blending right in, you know, being a member of our community for a short time. Um, We have literally extended exactly what our community is into this event. And it's so awesome for you to say that because it, that's what we want. And it feels great to hear from somebody just in like an organic way. Yeah, totally. So my, my question for you guys is um, how, how are you managing to pull this together? How are you funding it? And do you have like sponsors and you're laughing like, yeah, we need more. <laughs> Bring them on. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we are looking for a, uh, an official drink sponsor. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. You know, we have actually fitted gifts, kind of stuff. O2 gives a lot. People are giving us stuff, which is awesome. The athletes are going to get hooked up. Um, you know, we're we're going to go broke, but the athletes are going to get hooked up. <laughs> no, I mean we're we're spending a lot of money. Um, you know, we're we're we want to make it right. We want to make it perfect. We're doing this on a shoestring budget, but also, um, you know, if anybody wants to give us 10k. We're in for that too. We'll take you know? it. You know, we're, we're not going to say no. That's pretty much what this last minute qualifier is for, though. Nikki is mm-hmm. it, it's a fundraiser. Um, yeah. You know, obviously the eight spots we need those. We want to backfill those positions that were lost due to COVID. You know, so we want to backfill those spots to make to legitimize those heats and those um, those fields. You know, those divisions. But then additionally, we thought this would be an awesome chance to just push out this last minute qualifier and make it fun. So we added two divisions in each male, female. We added an 18 to 40 or 18 to 39 and a 40 plus in male and female. And we're going to buy 10 pair of Nano X's and give them away randomly. So you're not, you don't have to like take first to get a pair. Um, we're just going to hit this little random thing 
and it's going to shoot down a leaderboard and like number 622. Hopefully there's that many people in it could get a pair of nanos. You know what I mean? So we thought that was fun. We thought it was different to kind of bring the community into our, our theme and our, our feel of what our event is. And then also, you know, give those kids a chance to get another shot at coming out and improving something in 2020. And coming from PTO, the PCO perspective, I will say that um, if anybody wants to give, I have specific needs. So if you, you know, can't give $10,000, you might be able to give 300 so I can buy swim goggles. Or um, I, we had one physician, a uh, gastroenterologist uh, from Ohio, uh, give us $1,000. And I said, what do you want to give this for? And she said, I don't know. What do you need? And I said, well, how about you sponsor breakfast? So we, uh, she's sponsoring all the breakfasts. Uh, so there are lots of little things like that. And a lot of, we've got these sweet, I want to say old ladies, but I'm almost in that category <laughs> now. Uh, at our at our gym, we're making these little gift bags for all the athletes. And uh, they're in the, they're in autumn 16 older class. And they, they're amazing by the way, but, you know, making these little gift bags, we've got a local orchard uh, that's giving um, flowers just so to make the athlete uh, village breakfast area look nice giving fruit, giving eggs. So there's a lot of like of that sort of that homegrown sort of grassroots stuff coming together. But there are some real, and this Brock's always pushing back saying, yeah, but there's some real hard and fast cash needs. <laughs> so our media is expensive. Um, there are other things that are expensive uh, along those lines. Um, but he did give me a credit card and a budget recently. So I'm I'm okay at the moment. Ooh, Brock, you just handed out <laughs> but, credit um, cards? I'll take one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually Autumn's money. So that's the first time she heard about it. So, no. <laughs> oh, ooh, I hate to break it to you, but no, no I'm just kidding. To... You know, we, I mean, we're doing our best. You know, it's, it's tight. 2020 is tight for everybody though. So yeah. we're just trying to do our best to make it fun for the kids and give them a good experience. The other, the other thing you guys are doing, if I remember right, you're doing a, a celebration or a remembrance of Jacob Morris, right? Yeah. So for those not for those that don't know, uh, you know, well, he was a games athlete from last year. Team games athlete, unfortunately, passed away uh, shortly after the games, and just a tremendous kid. Um, I didn't have the benefit of knowing him uh, as a lot of people did, but he apparently he followed me, and because I got hammered with messages from his friends and family, and I met his mom and his dad and his sister, and just an amazing family as you would expect, and. You know, it sounds like he had just a, a really incredible impact on the teens athletes. So I was really, you know, excited to see you guys doing that. I'd love to see, you know, a, a remembrance of him for years to come because it sounds like he really kind of held the spirit of what the teens do on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, John. I just actually got off the phone the other night with um, Gabby, who is Jacob Mercer's girlfriend. And, um, and that's a big part of this to me. I said, I need to hear the stories. I need to talk to the people. I need to feel this, you know. Uh, and so what we're doing, I'm glad you brought that up, is um, we actually had the teens get involved. Because, you know, just like if you're in if you're in the band, you got to sell your candy bars. If you're on the football team, you got to sell whatever. You know, uh, if you're coming to this competition, all you had to sell was a wall ball. And uh, really what you're doing is you're having somebody buy that Wawa pretty much for you to take home. And uh, the Wawa, we've got a woman in our community who is um, embossing a um, the name Morris on the Wawa's. And then those will be mailed back to the athletes. And uh, and then they're, they give a donation for that ball. The money is then going uh, partially to prizes for the athletes, but partially to uh, the Jacob Morris family, Keith and Christy Morris who are going to start a scholarship in Jacob's name. So that was really important for us to, 
to involve that and really tell the story. So we plan to have the Morrises on probably live um, video there in Florida during the event. It'll be Friday afternoon. Uh, I was just working on the schedule, three, four o'clock, something like that. It's event four, um, the Morris event. And uh, that is a big, important piece of, of what we're doing. I also had the athletes all fill out a questionnaire and I had them let me know if they had competed with Jacob and some of them had and what their memories of Jacob were. And then also to write a, a message for the Morris family, which many of them did. And they were very heartfelt and they were, of course, all beautiful stories of um, he really seemed to embody the CrossFit, the CrossFit spirit. Well, so I'm, nice. I'm. Yeah, very excited you guys are doing that. You know, the the family. Uh, I've kind of, I'm almost at a loss for words. They're such an incredibly sweet family. They they like chased me down at Wadapalooza, which caught me off guard, and I got a chance to hug the mom. It was like I have teens myself. They they're very lazy by the my teens are, so they're not game, going to be games <laughs> athletes. Um, they're also too lazy to listen to this. So I can say anything I want to them. They can say whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll say whatever I want. They're 16 and 18, but, uh, but you know, as a, as a dad of teens, like, you know, you can't even wrap your mind around it. And, uh, but you know, the part that I can wrap my mind around is just, you know, as that unfolded, I watched thousands of gyms and I mean, thousands were messaging me doing the Morse event like right after that happened and, in, in honor of him. And I thought, man, what a tremendous legacy, you know, 17 years old. And you've got, you know, when you do the math on it, those thousands, Jim, you're talking, you know, we'll call it 50,000 people coming to remember you and that, what an impact that is. It's just, it's really amazing. So I appreciate that you guys are, are putting this on and, and keeping that alive. I think that's uh, an important part of our culture and, and what we do as CrossFit and, and truthfully, like, it's so great to see you guys getting your own event and spotlighting the teens. I think it's even more important for that. So yeah. thank you for doing it. So we should have done this in the beginning, but, um, Stephanie hit us with the logistics, like dates, times, and where people can go for more information, where people can go to sign up for the new qualifier, all the good stuff. Sure. So the easiest place to find out everything is to go to our Instagram page is called the pit fitness ranch all one word the pit fitness ranch our affiliate is called triple river crossfit we're in three rivers michigan brock and autumn are the affiliate owners uh our event is september 3rd through 6th which just happens to be labor day weekend so with school being kind of wonky we knew that for sure the kids would not be in school during that weekend so it works out really well that way athletes are going to check in thursday night about three o'clock up until about six we'll have our athlete briefing from six to eight take a tour of the grounds make sure they know where everything is and then it is just 11 really 12 because you know it's one of those one a one b uh 12 events uh from friday morning at 0700 till uh thir- or sunday afternoon about three o'clock when we'll do awards um that's how it's, it's breaking down. And I really just, I just remembered about the victory spirit mm-hmm. awards, which is something we're super excited about. We wanted to add a different element. So we talk about prizes and, you know, yeah, it's, it's find a podium and that's all great. But um, given what we've all talked about, about the spirit of this event, we um, included a spirit of the games, essentially awards, much like uh, CrossFit games does. And uh, these are sponsored by victory grips very grateful for that. So uh, one athlete per division. And I think the thing that's cool about this is um, the athletes are going to vote. So they're going to vote for who they 
think, and I'm going to let them vote for all the fields, uh, who they think embodies the spirit of the games. And in this case, like Brock said, 2020 has been a wonky year. And some of these kids, maybe it's the kid that wasn't training for a while because his gym was closed, but man, he made it here and he threw down like nothing else. So I'm so excited for those awards and just to really embody the, the, uh, the spirit of the whole event. Spirit of the games is my absolute favorite moment of the CrossFit games every year. When that award is given out, it is like my, I always want to cry. And I'm always like in the back of the comp on the competition floor, like don't cry on camera, but it's like, it's always so, uh, so emotional and so heartfelt. And like you said, almost as this is, it's as good as getting on the podium. It's, it's really a, a momentous moment for you, you guys should also be a warning the athlete. So I know one of the photographers is going to be on site. And I'll be there. And I have a long history of having photographers send me really funny photos to do live memes on site. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so all you know, t- do you know Brandon? Uh, which was Brandon's last so, name? So B-Rock? Yeah. B-Rock? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro, Dude, right. Got, yep. he, just, he, just, he just stayed in our yard in my dad's motorhome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm telling you, this is my favorite. We flew, sorry, we flew him up from Jordan, from Atlanta. And He's like, well, how am I going to get there? I'm like, dude, I'll pick you up from the airport. He's like, well, where am I going to stay? I'm going like, to stay in my yard, in my dad's motorhome. He's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, he thought it was so cool because the Buttery Bros had just done that in an episode <laughs> where right. they like, stayed somewhere. So he's having a little bit of like, you know, that that feel of like, a, a, I mean, he is a professional photographer. He has amazing, amazing talent. Um, but, you know, he hasn't hit that. He hasn't got a chance to shine yet. So hopefully this is going to be his, his, uh, his big debut. Um, real cool dude, real cool dude. So yeah, that's cool that you know him too, John. Yeah. Well, I'm I, telling I, you, this is like my favorite part of this whole thing where you guys are like, all right, yeah, let's do this professional event. Like you want to stay in my yard? Yeah. <laughs> like it's my favorite part of this or like, I know it's, I'm not going to have a chance to come, but I wanted to. And when I first did Stephanie, you were like, well, we'll just like get you like, like, you want to just, like, crash with us? I don't know. I was like, yeah, why not? Thanks, Mom. Well, you'll love this, Nikki. So uh, Brock has, like, a, I don't know what year it is, but it is a powder blue old Ford pickup truck. <laughs> and Brandon, Brandon was shooting footage for the Run Swim event uh, called The Try. Uh, so that means there's a third movement. But anyhow, so it's a um, the Run Swim event. He was shooting it from the back of Brock's Ford pickup truck with my nine-year-old hanging over the side and Brandon's in the back with the camera and we're going down this country road <laughs> with our two athletes, my son and uh, Hadley Miller, who's a big basketball star running down. It was just, I thought we are like, yeah, part like super professional, you know, and then um, just, just a little bit hillbilly, but that, so hillbilly. That's, <laughs> that's the story of my life. A little professional go. and a little bit hillbilly. Yep, that's yep. Guys, it I is that. It is 2020. We are making it work. (laughs) Whatever we can. Anything goes. It's 2020. Anything goes this year. So, yeah. Mm All right. Well, I'm super excited for you guys. I'm excited to be there. Nikki's not going to be able to make the trip with me, but I'm coming. And uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast with the teens. Hopefully they'll all stay out of trouble. You said, I don't camp. You said you don't camp. You're not. I staying. don't. No, I'm getting a hotel. I do not. You gotta put them up somewhere fancy. Well, actually, no, you just stay in my yard, dude. You want to no, stay in my yard? No, this is. A, this, here's what I told them. All right, look, they go. We've got cabins. Now, 
I, again, I have two teens. I know what teen bedrooms look like. There is no chance. And I mean, no chance. I'm staying in a cabin with teenagers. No chance. Like I, y'all are nasty. Like teenagers, <laughs> teenagers are gross. They are gross. They are. <laughs> yes. Teenage, teenage yes. girls are gross. I can't speak for teenage boys because I mean, but I have two girls and they are nasty. So do you know no what? Chance. Do you know what's sad? I've never stopped. I still act like that at home. Like my poor husband, I still act like a teenage girl at home where I'm like leaving a trail of like socks and stuff. And I'm like, do I have to shower after the gym? I, I speak great teenager though. They teach me all the slang. As a matter of fact, I've, I need to make friends with like all these teens. Cause when my daughters both go off to college, I'm going to need somebody to give me all the hip words, words for the memes. Cause I'm Gonna be oh my god you on. just said someone has to give me the hip words they for do. the memes <laughs> oh my god all right have you ever done a tiktok jump oh no i don't i don't dance it's not my thing but they you know they teach me the phrases like simp like that's the new one simp is the big phrase right now that the girls are using he knows what i'm talking about he knows he just he's like can we please not go there right now yeah that's the big word and you know there, there's and so i'll continually like the girls will say something and i'll hear it and i won't know what it is i'm like what what was that word again and megan will tell me and i'm like explain it to me and she'll explain it and then i'll toss it in a meme and it'll do great and i'm like man you guys are awesome this is great having teens we really need to start paying them no absolutely not <laughs> they get room and board they get free room and that's board right. they that's get chipotle right. like twice a week around here like no, they wow. got it. They Megan's got a car. Like, come on, they got it made. They have got it made. Damn. Yeah. I'm moving with you. Yeah, they're spoiled. Only twice a week, and you give me a car. Daddy's okay. girls. Daddy's girls. Wow. So, all right. Well, enough about my kids. Well, guys, thanks for coming on. It's been great. Yes. Uh, super fun. I'm excited for the event. You know, um, for everyone out there, you guys need to pay attention to this. This is, uh, it's ground. You know, it's not understated to say it's groundbreaking. Like, a, yeah. my my opinion was. While the CrossFit games are great, you know, the full attention in those events is not on the teens. Like you go watch the teens and then all of a sudden you see, you know, Frazier waddling across the yard and you go chase him down and go watch him work out. Right. And the teens get ignored. Like you guys will be the focus. And I think that's the really, really exciting part because the, the teens competition is very exciting. Like they go hard. So it'll be great for everyone. So thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, Nikki. Great as always. As always, um, just a note that we are on Patreon. You can join us there. We had uh, an exclusive run of merch that has sold, and we likely are not doing those uh, styles and colors again. But if you are a high level patron, then maybe we'll hook you up with some merch anyway. So yes. check us out on there, exclusive content, all the fun stuff, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Well, with that, we're going to sign off. So thanks for Thank listening. You guys. We, appreciate you guys. we appreciate it. We will talk to everyone later.